Erin Garrahy, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From the first time they felt laughed at, to their no laughing matter moments, to their first memory of laughter. There was one lyric, which when we were dancing around, I went, suntan lotion, the familiar smell. And just when it said familiar smell, my brother went, (laughs) and farted, the loudest (laughs) fart I've ever heard. I was like, I was like, I got, I got it. There was a smell thing and the thing and he farted and I, I almost broke. I almost broke with laughter. And because he, he was planning, he was watching me for that bit. He planned it. He planned a fart, a strategic fart. Comedian, social media phenomenon and podcaster Tony Cantwell is my guest this week. He talks to me about that viral Meanwhile in Clongos video, how hard it is to get sacked, but he managed it many times anyway and becoming a dad during a pandemic. I hope you enjoy. I'm actually laughing, I can't even say your name. Tony Cantwell, you're extremely (laughs) welcome to the laughs of your life. (laughs) Wow, what? Is that what you do? (laughs) I say that, so I say it at the start of every podcast, I say the person's name and you're extremely welcome to the laughs of your life, but I actually, Uh when I just think of your name, I laugh. Oh, thank you. No, honestly, I listen. One of the videos, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. One of the videos that got me through lockdown. I don't know what it was because I love a lot of the things that you do, Tony Cantwell. Sorry, Thank you. Your name probably, Tony Cantwell. Mm. I love, <laughs> I love a lot of the things you do. <laughs> but the one video that I always go back to if I just need a quick burst of laughter <laughs> is the Javany Mermaids. <laughs> Now you, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, it's uh, too good. Thank you very much. That's inspired by my mom actually going into <laughs> a little joke, a little joke going into rights of uh, Marina and running Marina being like, Do you, it says here, and like not really doing the joke very well. It says here that uh, if it swims, we have it. Do you, well, 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 do you have mermaids? Do you have mermaids? And I'm like, what? And she ran out. She was in Marino College and she's a kid and then just ran out. <laughs> I just saw that being like, imagine you got real thick with them being like, no, ha- no, you said I'm not going fucking anywhere now <laughs> until. Oh, it's too um, good. OK, something I want to ask you before we actually kick off. Are you a voiceover artist? I am. You might know me as Ottravini, the nose genie. <laughs> That's you! <laughs> I am Ottravini, the nose genie. <laughs> I am a talking pint of Smithix. Is that you? That's me. I am frank and honest coffee. Yes. Listen. I just because I feck it. I thought I had come up with an idea because I was just like, his voice is so good. I hope to God he's making money off his voice. Listen, thank you very much. Uh, Not enough. (laughs) You need to to do more. Yeah, I do need to do more. You need to get like Tesco or something. Do you do voices? Uh, I did Tesco actually for a while. Yeah, it's it's mad how it's mad how the voice thing is like when you're with an agency. Like if you do like a kind of sponsored post. It's bloody insane, some of the bloody money you can get around. Oh, anyway, but voiceover is kind of like a way of being like, yeah, it's like a hundred quid. <laughs> yeah, but you can get the same thing, but like, oh, okay, I just want his voice. That's a hundred quid. That's nothing. That's, you can get that for nothing. <laughs> so, because yeah. you're with the agency, it's like, no, that's the rate. It's, you know, minimum wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we won't go into that too much. No. We'll get, we'll get hate online. How much money do you make from sponsored <laughs> content there? Oh, no comment. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Shall we commence? Mm-hmm. Tony Cantwell. Dungari. Your first memory of laughter. Um, I, I can't remember a time when I wasn't laughing. Me and my brother would always just sit in front of the TV watching Tom and Jerry, 
Laurel and Hardy, Bottom with Rick Mayle and Adrian Edmondson. We were always laughing. But the first time I actually remember someone making me laugh with a joke, right? It was my brother. We were dancing around the sitting room. I was like seven. And we were dancing around to PJ and Duncan. Remember Ant and Deck? Yes. You know, let's get ready to rumble. Watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. Psych. And that was the name of the album, right? So we gotcha. were listening to Psych. Yeah. And uh, there was one, they had a song. Their second single off that was a song called Eternal Love. And it was kind of, you know, like, I met you on the beach. You looked really nice. And all this kind of like these lyrics. But there was one lyric. Which when we were dancing around, I went, suntan lotion, the familiar smell. And just when it said familiar smell, my brother went <laughs> and farted the loudest <laughs> fart I've ever heard. I was like, <gasps> I was like, I got, I got it. There was a smell thing and the thing and he farted and I, I almost broke. I almost broke with laughter and because he was planning, he was watching me for that bit. He planned it. He planned a fart. A strategic fart for a time <laughs> in that, and I was just like, "That is the jokes that I want to live in." That is that is unbelievable crack. This is what I want to do. That's what I want to do. What that thing there? What you just did? And I hate farts now. I actually hate. <laughs> I hate farts. Because my brother ruined farts for me. <laughs> I'd be sitting there eating, and he'd fart, and like, I can taste it, Andy. What are you doing? I can taste it, and he was like. Mm. He finds farts so funny because he's got a bit, he's a, he's a fit guy, but he's got a big arse. Um, <laughs> oh like he'd sometimes come in from like, I should be down this. I'll tell you anyway. Go on. He'd sometimes come in just from running around and being like, I have to wipe my arse. <laughs> I'm just coming in to wipe my arse. But what? But you don't, like, I haven't put it together. I just want to wipe my arse because he's just such a big arse. He just wipes his arse. Ew! Like a couple of times a what? day. <laughs> And he was like, oh, are you in? Because I was an indoor kid. He'd be out playing football. And he was like, oh, you're in, Andy. No, just wipe me arse. Come now. <laughs> that is so gross. You just get a sweaty arse. Um, so he could clap them with a fart very well. This is my brother. Uh, and that was my earliest uh, memory of laughing my absolute ass off. Pardon the pun. Tell me about uh, your household and what it was like growing up. Was it just you and your brother? Um, yeah, I was growing up, uh, and I have another brother and sister, um, my dad and his wife, yeah. and they so two lovely little families there. Um, but yeah, my brother, my brother's kind of the one constant. When my when my parents got divorced, he's just the one kind of constant, just there, but over between each each gaff. Um, but yeah, like my family's great. My ma's really funny. My ma is very like just very like. She might just, if she knows, she knows how to get a laugh when she just might say something real crass. Right. She might just say something about, I don't know, like a. Like a blowy or something like that. She might just make some joke about a blowy out of nowhere just to get a laugh. And it's not, so not like her. She's so lovely and not like that. Wouldn't be crass and, you know, sex related. But she'll just make a joke like that. Uh, and my dad's just hilarious. My dad just, he's the eldest of his family. So he'd always just be there standing in front of the heart of the fire, just kind of talking and telling jokes to all the family and aunties and everything. So do you think you got it a bit from both of them? Yeah, I think my brother, my, my dad definitely turned me on to a lot of comedy. Like he showed me like everything. He would have put Tom and Jerry on. He would have put Laurel and Hardy on. He would have as well like played like Flight of the Bumblebees, you know, like and then like kind of like, like oh, I want you to visualize as a cat and there's a mouse chasing and he'd like paint these pictures in our minds and stuff like that. Oh. He was great. And he used to tell us like all the crazy stories and, and like make up stories and tell us stories like the Banshee. <laughs> like, but he's actually scared the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> we'd be sitting there and he'd be like, uh, now make sure you don't look out because if you hear a whale and the Banshee sees you, she'll throw her comb at you, paralyze you by the neck and take you away forever. I'm like, what? And I found out that's not even Banshee canon. That's not even canonically true for Banshees. <laughs> that was just a little tool he used to use to keep us in bed. Banshee canon. Yeah, that's not Banshee canon. At all. No, it's not. The Banshees don't do that. What were you like in school, Tony? I'm, I... I 
I reckon you were good crack always. I was good crack. Um, I was just an attention seeker, just absolute attention seeker mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, and like I used to be sent out. I remember one of my biggest lols I ever got. And, and you know, you remember these ones in school. I kept chatting away, and one of my teachers said, uh, "Now, if you don't, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't shut up, Tony, I'm going to send you out so- outside uh, with lines." And I'm like, "Oh, what is this? The bloody Coliseum?" <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Lions, so Jane. Stupid. You see, Jane? That's comedy. That's fucking good. And this is the teacher that I based the mass mate kind of character off. She was always, we were always butting heads, me right. and this teacher. Right. Um, and I remember one time she said, she said, Tony, if you don't stop, uh, if you don't stop mucking about, uh, you're probably going to fail English. Uh, and it was in the junior certain mocks. And I got an A in the junior certain mocks. I went down from there in English. I went down. But I said to her, like, and then we came back and I was like, Miss, do you remember you said that if I didn't, if I kept mucking about, I'd get an F. Well, I got an A. So what does that say about you? <laughs> but real timid like that. Never cool. Never cool. Right. What does that say about you? <laughs> you know, so I was, an, I was just an absolute messer. Oh. You know? Okay. Well, look at the first time you felt laughed at, Tony. The first time I felt laughed at. So I was a frigid for ages. <laughs> Right. It was a frigid for ages. Um, I love that word. See, that was that word was in your school. Yeah, yeah that would have been Our very school, prominent. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I kind of still am a frigid, like because <laughs> my, my wife and I seldom kiss with tongues. You know, so if there has been some sort of like regrowth of being a frigid, it probably has at this stage. You know, and I wish back then people just said, no, it's just kissing. It's just kissing. Yeah, it's the tongue thing that throws you off. Yeah, I have, I have, love, I have lovely lips. And if I had known that that could have been a tool, I wouldn't have been so self-conscious about it. So I remember we used to go to these like scout discos. And, um, and let me tell you, Darren, when you go to the disco every week and you still don't kiss any birds, you become an incredible dancer. And I was an incredible dancer. And I used to dance around with circles kind of breaking out in the middle and me dancing in the middle, people throwing things and people <laughs> loving it. And I remember one time like a girl came over to me and she was like, uh, hi, uh, and like actually direct approach. And she goes, I saw you dancing there. Um, look, will you meet me? Will you meet me? Not even will you meet my mate? Stop. My mate wants to know. It. And she goes, will you meet me? And I said, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I said, baby. I only came here to boogie. And everyone laughed. <laughs> everyone laughed. And then, and then later on that night when I saw all my mates copping off with birds, I was all like, ah, that's, that's, I think I was actually being laughed at there. I think I was actually being laughed at there. Baby. <laughs> Baby. So when did you actually shift someone then? Um, I shifted someone when I think I was like 15 or 16. And it was one of these like, I could talk a big game. A sensual game over text <laughs> and I was like when I see you baby I'm going to hold your hand I may even tickle the inside of your palm you know like uh, <laughs> I'm going to oh, just meet the bloody face off you you know and then we met and it was just like awkward like I'm now a block man I'm a Minecraft I'm a Minecraft man we're two Minecraft people walking around town uh, drink, trying to drink a, a nagging of vodka and then just before she got on the bus it was all like dishwasher central oh, blah, 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 and it was awful it scared me it scared me it scared me it is me. a scary thing it's scary it's invasive in the mouth <laughs> shouldn't be in out. it shouldn't be in the in my fucking mouth get out my mouth should be my lips <laughs> get out of my mouth why did we think it was such mouth action I don't know, like, and you know what's mad? Like, you could have, it's, it's where is the, the distinction of the frigid, right? Because there'd be <laughs> lads, lads, there could be a lad going off to the Gale Talk, kissing, 
a hundred birds. Yeah. Like kissing a hundred, but no tongue and technically still frigid, right? Yeah, yeah. And then someone just goes real timidly like, blip, like a little, blip, like a little chameleon. And he's now a legend. He's now on the other side of the fence who's not frigid anymore, you know? <laughs> a legend. He's a legend, but it doesn't make sense. I was even watching, I was watching Hocus Pocus <laughs> recently, right? And you know the whole thing is like if a virgin lights the candle. Yeah. Like what if he just... Like, what if there was someone who was really prolific with, you know, you know, all the other bases, but had never actually had sex? Yeah. He would, he lights the candle and the witches would still show up. But someone just, you know, hadn't done anything else, but quick in and out. And there, he lights the candle, you know, and nothing happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Where's the distinction line? Right. You know, for frigid and virgin. Okay. And like, you mentioned there you're married. You're not that old. You're, how old are you, Tony? 30, 30, it was 33 last week. Were you? Yes. Married man. Well, I suppose married that's, man. No, that's normal. You're not that young. When did you get married? <laughs> <laughs> nice little fucking shit sandwich there. Just not going to bow out of that. Very clever. A proper presenter over here, Shane. <laughs> um, I got married in December of 2018. Okay. Yes. Was that how long have you been, have you been boyfriend and girlfriend? Um, we've been boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> gone steady for a little while. Uh, we were going out. We were going out for about five years. Uh, I met my wife. I was living in London and I met my wife when I came back at Christmas. And then, you know. Just absolutely went fucking hell for leather on the Facebook messenger and then coaxed her into moving over to London. And now she's your baby. Now she's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tony, the moment when if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Um, so I don't know. Have you ever been sacked from a job? I have. Yeah. Yeah, retail. I didn't sell a single thing in three months. Isn't it really difficult to get sacked? <laughs> Isn't it surprisingly hard? It is hard. And all the levels that they take you through and you're like, well, if you don't do this and do this and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you still don't improve. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah it's all the really, warnings. Yeah. It's really hard to get sacked. So I've been sacked from a couple of things. But the um, like I got sacked from office shoes because I was just const- I was constantly late. Just, you know, I fixed it now. You know, it's actually in here. I was in here before you, Darren. Did you notice Stop that? It. I was in this chair Oh, you, you were actually. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I know the code to get Thank in here. You, you can't yeah. get me fucking out of this place. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So I was constantly late and one was like office shoes and they went through the whole like rigmarole of being like, you know, all right, now we're going to give you, you know, a, a written or a verbal warning. I'm like, okay, if you don't change, okay. You know, then a written warning, if you don't change, yeah, that's fine, you know. And then like literally like this is going on for six months. I mean, like if you come in late one more time, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you are sacked. And I'm like, okay, okay. Right. And then I come in late and they're like, okay, we need to have a meeting with you. And they're like, we're letting you go. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> you know, but why? But... The one that was the worst getting sacked was I worked for I did an internship. Do you, do you remember City Channel? It was on NTL. It was another Dublin-based channel. I think I do remember the branding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Harvey, I think, set it up. And um, and I uh, I got an internship there, and I was constantly late. And then I went in for my internship. And I thought this is going to be my way into the TV career, right? Right. And then uh, I rocked. And I was constantly late. And then I rocked up one day, and they were like, "Tony, we're, we're letting you go." And because it was an unpaid internship, I was like, "But." But I'm free. <laughs> but I'm free. You're not paying me. And they're like, but we can't, we can't rely on you. We can't rely on you. You know, you're meant to be here at nine and we need things to be done. Um, and I just couldn't believe it. I'd, I'd been so mollycoddled by my, 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 my mother. <laughs> not that bad happened to me ever. So I was like, I can't believe this. So I was like, walking out, like my head down, like proper Charlie Brown with a cloud over me. And then David Harvey, the CEO, was like, Tony, there you are. Right, listen, uh, will you guys have a couple of coffees now uh, for, for, the, for the team and a couple of snacks? And I walked out and got everyone coffees and like worked a half day after being fired. I had been fired, but they kept giving me jobs to do. So like I was there like handing everyone coffee and like the assistant manager was looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Like, and that was just one where I was like walking home after doing a half day after being fired. Right. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I, I just need to find the funny part of that. Otherwise yeah. I'll just be really upset. 
But I mean, it was your man, David Hart. So was that your first encounter with him? Mm. He was like, ah. No, he'd send me to do like other jobs. To okay. be honest, it was probably good for him that I'd been sacked because I was eyeing up. He used to work for Radio Nova and I'd been eyeing up his vinyl collection and I was kind of thinking <laughs> I might steal it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a good thing that he let me go. Tell me about the TV dream. The TV dream. The TV dream was just like, you know, like when you're kind of outside of something, it's just like, you, you can see the kind of the column, which is TV. You don't yeah. really know what it is. Yeah. And I remember frustrating my dad so much where he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, TV. And he's like, well, what? Like, do you want to edit TV? Do you want to be a director? Do you want to write a TV show? Do you want to present? I'm like, TV. You know, I just don't know what, I don't know. Yeah. I just want to get into the kind of column. And I think it was just me kind of wanting to be a kind of an attention seeker. You performer. Know, just performer. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. And it's the things you don't give yourself credit for when you're yeah. growing up. You just think you're a messer or a dosser and all these things. You oh, just realize it's training. So but I don't really know what it was. Um, and I don't even know. It's, it's, I think internet has kind of taken over that dream now yeah. because you just realize, hang on, the actual views on this, if I would actually have that many people sitting there looking at that in any other age, that'd be Jesus on the mound, you know. <sighs> but... Um, so I kind of, and I, and I don't think there's many opportunities to TV. And I, I like the idea of people kind of carving out their own path. Like I have this Patreon now with my podcast yeah. and it pays my wage. And that's incredible. Getting to perform and do stuff for people to actually pay the wage. Isn't without amazing? having to change it or alter it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do what you do. Just do what you do. While we're on this, mm. tell me about the, because the very first time I came across you was, I'm sure you can imagine, Plune. Yeah, Plune, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like what was that like because that was was that your first viral video yeah it was it was and uh i had i remember like even posting a thing at around christmas being like you know five thousand views guys oh my god you know like thank you so much you know i don't know you know and just being so grateful for that and just thinking you know nothing's gonna come from that and not really minding you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah which sorry just to clarify it's meanwhile in clongos meanwhile in clongos is the yeah. video where it's me <laughs> With a face filter on, uh, asking, just taking a taking a takeaway order, really, <laughs> just taking a takeaway order and seeing what people want. Um, that, but it's mad that that was something I had in my head for about three years. Really? Yeah, that's something I had in my head for three years. And the original idea was going to be me with a kind of chest-mounted camera walking around a big mansion, a big South County Dublin mansion, like popping in. He's getting on, guys. You want soft drink? Do you want soft drink? Guys, you want soft drink? Hey. Saying all the names. I can just see if I can get to 100 names. And so that was like a, tr- a, tr- a dry run of seeing if I could think on the spot of mad names. <laughs> yeah. And that was. And then I was like, no, that I'm, I'm laughing so intently at my own jokes here. That I think this is there's something gold, but I couldn't stop watching it. I couldn't stop watching it before I put it up. <laughs> That's when you know. Yeah. When you when you before you post it, you're like, yeah. oh god, I kind of want to savor it myself for a minute. Yeah, exactly. That's this. That's the sweet creative spot that I. That I that I always want to go back to is just before you send something, I'd be like, I cannot stop watching this. I don't care. I don't yeah. care if no one ever sees this. <laughs> um, so that was the first thing that ever that that and that was only within. I think that was within two months of actually setting up uh, a Facebook for with the you know comedian yes you know yeah which like, is scary which is scary but yeah. it's like if you actually kind of admit if you admit the thing that you are yes things happen a lot quicker than you kind of being reluctant in Big the career time. or reluctant in your own dream you know yeah okay tony uh your no laughing matter moment in life so i haven't i've had a very blessed and uh and tragedy more or less free life i'm, I'm fairly confident though if things were to happen by the nature of how my family and my friends kind of communicate that we'd be able to find the funny side of it, you know. Remember I was at my stepdad's mother's funeral and the guy was lowering the casket 
in one of the young lad. He looked like he'd been like he was taking orders, so he seemed quite innocent. He's like maybe never held a casket before, and he was trying to lower it in, and he tripped and almost fell in. <laughs> The casket with the thing. No. And my, and, uh, my stepdad's mate just, uh, just <laughs> sharp as a button was all like, I almost got a two for one there, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, but like that's just, but like, and it was a minor laugh, but it was just right. like, hmm, you know, like, but like, it was just so welcome, you yeah, know. Yeah, you need and them. It's just so welcome, you know. And even similarly, my friend Jess, you know, she, she lost her, her, her dad a few years ago. And, you know, now whenever we're in a house and she hears some of the weird sounds, she's like, Daddy? <laughs> And just always makes that joke, you know, is that my dad? You know, and like, stop, you know. But like, she finds the funny side. And it's, it's, so I'm fairly confident that if something were to happen, you know, we could be able to find the kind of funny side of it. I have been similarly fairly lucky in mm. my life. There's been no major tragedies, like, you know, grandparents or whatever. But like, there's mm-hmm. no, nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. And it kind of scares me a little bit because mm. I kind of go, because like that, I do have a family. We, I think we could get through it, but... It is a kind of scary thought. It's like, how will, how will I actually react or will I actually yeah. react? I'm trying to train myself at the moment by kind of saying, you know, to my friend, my family, all the stuff I'm going to buy with inheritance and stuff like that. I'm going to need when you're gone. And I'm going to get low body, low tattoos now when you're gone now with your name on the back and stuff. Just just kind of imagining what it you know, could be like. Right. You know, just kind of uh, visualizing it. But gotcha. again, you know, can you prepare? You can. Yeah. Okay, Tony, the person you always laugh with. Uh, my wife... <laughs> Borat, of course. <laughs> no, my actual wife. <laughs> my wife. Uh, yeah, have you watched w- the second movie? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So you turned it off. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really in the form for it. I think. Yeah. I think I need to be in the form for it. I'll give it another go. Yeah, there's a lot of TV now, like, or I'm kind of like, or any kind of movie where, like, that's just a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. If that's a thing, I have to like. If people are going to be talking about it, you know, then I kind of have to watch it. And I, at the moment, I just want to watch, you know, the final table on Netflix of like people, like people, chefs from all around the world trying to cook meals. And it's a massive stadium filled elimination show for cooks. Wow. And stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. I want to watch that. Um, but my wife, uh, my wife laughs at everything. And my wife finds the funny side never. My wife just laughs at me all the time. If I trip over something, she laughs at it. If I can't find anything, she laughed. Like, I remember when we first met, I thought bread was like healthy for you. She's like, I was like, I'm just going to have a bit of bread here. Like, kind of healthy, healthy option. She's like. <laughs> You know that's not. She was like pissing tears. It's like you know that's not healthy for you. And I'm like, because I think I kind of viewed in my head. There's like fried things and yeah. sweets, and there's a line, and then everything else healthy. You know. And I then, mean, you're not wrong, really. Not wrong, really. Well, bread in moderation isn't so bad, but no, yeah, yeah it's not. No, great. but like I mean, big puffy kind of like what turns into tar in your mouth, kind of gloopy with brown bread. I'm like, just gonna have the healthy option. She just laughed her ass off at me. Like she laughs at every kind of thing I'm trying to do. If she's it's like, I think her idea of heaven would be me trying to like do like something real fiddly with my big hands, like trying to put like a a, th- a needle through a thing, you know, a thread. She was staring and laugh at me all the time. Um, so we do kind of find like we snag each other all the time, and it's um, it's very comforting. Um, my brother as well, though. My brother, I just find uh, I just laugh at him so much. He's 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 been an old man since he was like twelve. Like he's been an, like always like will you help me up out of the seat like <clears throat> like a twelve, you know. <laughs> You know, pee sitting down, you know. And I just pee sitting down. Still pee sitting down. What? He's just funny he just, he just couldn't be our standing there, you know. Um just what sits the hell? just sits down. That's great. Well you know, you know. <laughs> uh you know, just sit down, do a little tuck, and then you're you're off, you know. Um make sure though make sure though like, you know, you're not gonna you know, to make sure that it's t- fully tucked, though, because otherwise you might pee. Sometimes I don't wear pee through the toilet seat, like, oh and then all over me. You're trying to do Look, it happens, right? Gross. You don't have to worry about that. See, you know where your pee goes. You know exactly where your pee goes. 
Um, so my brother as well, my brother, and he's got a, a very funny Simpsons podcast called Put It in H. And I, I, it just, he hates most things. And I just find that so funny. Like if you, <laughs> I can't ever predict what he's going to, what he's going to like or what he won't like. But if it's something loads of people like and tell him about, his brain, no, no, his brain just shuts <laughs> off yeah. like some binary switch. And like, no. So I, I always find it very interesting listening to his podcast, the things you'll like and the things you won't like. I like that you gave him a little sneaky shout out there. Yeah, What's the podcast know. called? Put It in H. It's a Simpsons podcast, but he also has an Avengers podcast in there, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I get that, though, when everyone's telling it's like It was like normal people. A lot of yeah. people are like, you know what? No. Yeah. I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or do you know what I like, though? When, like, I remember when Game of Thrones was happening and, you know, everyone wanted to have a kind of, even something to say if they don't watch Game of Thrones, you know. Yes. So they'd be like, ah, just, you know, I can't get it. I just like, well, I don't know if I can get into it. I want to, that's fine. There's enough people. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're not into it. That's fine. <laughs> All right. I'm not trying to convince you here. They don't really need you. Yeah. Okay, Tony, a time where you had the last laugh. Um, I did feel like, um, like with, like, say, getting sacked from loads of jobs. And, <laughs> um, but like a not, that's what, not. What other jobs were you sacked from? I was sacked from uh, a startup selling yearbooks. Uh, that was in London. Um, I took, I absolutely took the piss with that one though. I, like I made, I was with them for three months and I made zero sales. And there was, they hired two salespeople, <laughs> me and another woman. And she sold like, you know, 10,000 books. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, this is our sales team. Me and then I sold zero. But it was the nature of these kind of startups where they just, hey, we don't really look at that kind of thing. <laughs> They yeah, just, they, yeah. So I was in like a WeWork building <laughs> and like had my own had my own office, had my own office and a beer tap as well. And I I actually broke the beer tap because they turned it off. They said free beer. WeWork says free beer all the time. It's not. They, they turned it off after about 10 o'clock. Stop. Um, so I was staying there just drinking beer and not making any sales. And I got sacked from that over Christmas. I think that was like. 2016 or something like that um so with all the kind of things that i've been sacked from like i can't i don't blame i don't begrudge anyone sacking me because i didn't do a very good job at the right. things i did <laughs> um and with like teachers and stuff kind of thinking i was kind of messing and stuff i felt like when i did like the sugar club shows when i moved back to to dublin i kind of felt no this is just the thing this is the thing that i was meant to be doing and you know i've been able to hold the attention of people and having people there who wanted to see me based on the videos and stuff like that. I kind of felt like, no, this was just the thing. And coming off the stage of that, I was like, like, I don't, I almost kind of dropped any kind of resentment I had with anyone who had, you know, kind of fired me yes. or told me that I was a messer. Cause I was like, no, they just, it just wasn't the right format for that. Yeah. And that's, and I respect them, you know, and that's fine. It's just not, you know, so I kind of felt a bit kind of vindicated for that. And even I kind of thought, look, I don't know if anything else is going to happen with this, but if I got to do this once, could tell my kids, oh, I got to perform in front of 300 people once, you know. Um, so that was kind of, I felt like, ah, that's, that's the last laugh. I was at one of those Sugar Club gigs and it was absolutely rammed. It was right, too rammed. Too bloody rammed. I mean, it, it wouldn't be very COVID friendly. Wouldn't be very COVID friendly now. Hey, tell you what. Um, no, they oversaw the hell out of it. But it would still look great. It looked great seeing all those people rammed in there. Oh, I'd um, say so. Yeah. Now, that was wild. And it was so unpolished. It was all over the place. It was amazing. But, um, but you know, it was... It's fun reading reading the room like that. So that's the last. Yeah, I like that. That's the last. Not one. too spiteful. It's just like no, because like, I don't know if I can be spiteful because I feel like everyone there was always a context for a situation as to why I might be abrasive for that situation. So I can't blame <laughs> yeah. the person. You know, I can't blame a teacher for wanting me to not be cracking hilarious jokes about <laughs> the Coliseum. You know, I can't begrudge anyone. Okay, Tony. Uh, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? I mean. So I have an addiction to uh, mega boxes. 
Chinese mega boxes, you know, a pizza box full of Chinese, fried Chinese food. Do you, know, you ever get a mega box? No. It's one level up from a spice bag. You're meant to eat it with three people. Right. And I. Okay, so it's like a, a pizza box size. Pizza box full of um, chicken balls, salt and, salt and chili chicken. Uh, you get some ribs in there, chicken wings, uh, chips, like tossed up in all the kind of spice bags. So, but it's a pizza, like a 12 inch pizza box size full of this food. And I just, for whatever reason, that whenever I'm below, I eat that and I just need to have this, this duvet of sodium over me. Do you know what I mean? And I just like, I was vibrating at a different frequency because I'm just like, you know, erratic from the MSG. And I love it. I love it so much. Uh, and I sometimes eat them on my own. I was actually in here, Shane, when we did the Bandwagons podcast and I left that because we had a couple of beers. I had a mega box edit on my own in a field no, before yeah. I went home. Darren, I'm a horrible secret eater, right? I edit off a rock. I edit off a rock, right? You know those rocks that welcome, like welcome you to an estate? You might say, welcome to, you know, uh, Grace Park or whatever like that. The rocks, what have it. So I ate a whole mega box on a rock before I went home. Um, that was probably the lowest moment of the, of the, of the quarantine so far. Um, oh but I just make, forever, it just makes me feel comfortable. It's, it's I've, like we have a six-month-old baby. And we were looking at this thing like bottle feeding the baby. I didn't know you were a dad. I'm a dad, yeah. I wear it well, don't I? You feckin' look fantastic. Look, thank you, yeah. Well, look, it was uh, six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they say a thing where I'm trying to like bottle feed him so I give my wife a break from nursing him. And they say like, well, make sure you do it at a certain pace. Otherwise, the baby is going to get used to the feeling of being over full and taking comfort in that. And being like, well, that's fucking what happened to me. That must be what happened to me. Yeah, me too. Because I love it. I love not being like, uh, uh, not being able to move, being so full. And usually Chinese is the best way of getting the most in because of the MSG that you can. How have you found the whole lockdown? Now that I know you had a baby in the mix, was mm. that a bit mad? It was, but it was great. Like it was, um, it was just amazing just to have one focus the whole time, not have to be anywhere, not really have having visitors pop over for a reason, and having yeah. to telegraph it days in advance, yeah. bringing food and stuff like that. Um, but it's been amazing. It was a bit, a bit sketchy, kind of. As we didn't, I didn't know if I was, I'd get to be in there for the actual birth for for the. Yeah. Um, but luckily, we waited probably too long in the flat before we went in. <laughs> I was driving in at like three in the morning. My wife was like heaving over like the oh, side stop. of the thing, stop. you know, and like no seatbelt just driving. I'm like, uh, like holding her when I'm turning corners because she just couldn't sit oh, properly, God. you know, and then she got out of the car, like in her pajamas and a sick bag just in case. And she was all like, Could you, do you know where he can park? <laughs> you know, <laughs> shouting this to the security guy. But uh, luckily, I only had to wait like five minutes. And Is that it? I was in, yeah. Because yeah. oh, we waited. That's kind of the dream in, the, in a way. He was basically crowning like in the car, so... <laughs> Well, congrats. That's Thank amazing. you. It was great. Okay, are you ready for your quick fire round? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the actor you always laugh at. The actor I always laugh at. Uh, I love Rick Mail. I love the film Drop Dead Fred. I love Bottom. I think everybody does. He's got this kind of elastic face. Like, that you can just pull. Uh, he just looks exactly like that that I just did there. Um, <laughs> the, act- the actress you always laugh at. The actress I always laugh at. Um... I love... Do you know Kate Berlant? No. Kate Berlant's very funny. She does a lot of stuff with um, John Early. Uh, they have, she's, she's been in a couple of things, but she'd mostly be from online, kind of a yeah, UCB kind of comedian, you know. Uh, after that would be Amy Poehler. I just think Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler, for what she's able to do in Parks and Rec, where it's like a likable, soft, nice character that is just overly eager. For that to be funny is really difficult, not to be snarky or cynical. Uh, or cynical. Cynical. Yeah. Fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> Wind me up. Sin City. Sin City. Okay. Jessica Alba from Sin City. 
That was so funny, was she shaking her bits? <laughs> the comedian, you always have it. The comedian. Um, I love, um, I don't know if you know them, but Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric. He's very funny. He he just he's very prolific. He has this kind of sketch show called Tim and Eric uh, Awesome Show. He also just does like purposely bad stand up. He has a show that's meant to be like it's called On Cinema. It's meant to be like a movie review show, but he just takes a piss. He hasn't seen any of the films. Gives them all five <laughs> bags of popcorn, which is the rating system. Um, he's just he's just very prolific. He was I don't know what you wanted. He was he was the husband. The, the fiance in Bridesmaids, he had a, he had an un... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. But he's in loads of stuff, and he had an, that was a non-speaking role okay. <laughs> in Bridesmaids. And finally, Tony, your best or worst joke? My best or worst joke? Look, I'm going to tell you my new recent favourite joke. Okay. And then I'll tell you... Actually, I'll tell you the joke that no one ever laughs at, but me and my older brother just find so funny, okay. right? And this is a joke that I thought was the best joke ever, right? Mm. There's a guy walking down the road eating an apple, right? And some fella up in a tree... You're not, sorry, you're not going to, just pre- preface this and say you're not going to laugh, right. okay? okay? There's a guy walking down the road eating an apple, and a guy up in a tree spots him, and he shouts down, Oi, give a shot of your pear. And the guy shouts back, It's not a peach, it's a plum. <laughs> what is that? I can't explain why I find that so funny. I cannot, it's just, he, who doesn't, who, what is he actually holding? And who is getting it wrong is what I find funny about that. Am I getting it wrong by telling you it's an apple? Does he think it's an apple? He thinks it's a plum. He says, give us a shot of your pear. It's not a peach. It's a plum. There's so many. It's a comedy of errors. It's a comedy of errors. And I think it was just, it hit me at a time where I couldn't, I couldn't get more than one layer in a joke. And I was like, blew up. Um, and my new favorite joke, you like this, don't you? Um, I've got a, a Polish mate who's a sound engineer. Uh, and a check one too. And a check one too. <laughs> there you go. That's very good. Thank you. I like that one. Tony Cantwell. Jim Gary. Thank you so much for sharing the last of your life. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Laughs of Your Life with Tony Cantwell. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to check out his podcast, Tony Cantwell's Hit Show. Lots more brilliant guests to come this season. So don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review and all those other things. This podcast is brought to you by Collaborative Studios. (laughs) 